What is going on? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema, and today I'm joined by an all M6P cast, all M6P alums. We'll start off with Mr. Jared Mayo. How are you doing, Jared? Oh. I'm doing great. How are you, Jonathan? Oh, man, I can't complain. Sometimes I can be a little argumentative, but you know what? <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> Mr. Hydro Man. This is Hydro Man joining us live from South Carolina. What's going on, Hydro Man? Not much, sir. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you, sir. And Mr. Darren, my favorite. Oh, yeah, Darren Michael, M6P. Real excited to be here with the comic book cinema. Let's get rolling. I can't wait to talk about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> my favorite person in the whole entire world, Darren Michael. <laughs> wow. Today we're going to discuss the holiday special that just recently released on Disney+. Plus. I thought it was a really interesting concept. And on paper, when you think about it, that was kind of, I mean, I guess in a way, there's been a lot of films and projects that were greenlit by Kevin Feige that were a bit risky. But I think with the all-powerful, all-knowing James Gunn, they could almost do no wrong. And I'll start off and just say that I absolutely love this. I, I thought that I would not. I I'm not a huge fan of holiday specials, but I'll say that I had a really good time with it. What did you guys think? I 100% agree with you. I'm not a big Christmas special guy. As far as I'm concerned, the only Christmas movie is Die Hard. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. It was it walked that line of being uh, almost sappy but didn't quite step into it. And and I think it was incredibly fun, emotional. It was what I expect from James Gunn. It was great. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I think it will be one of those that will add to our Christmas repertoire. You know, we have our four movies that we watch every Christmas, Die Hard being one of them. You know, why not throw on a 45-minute Marvel Christmas special? It was light. It was airy. You know, it had a good crust on the top. But it wasn't something that was so steep, like in continuity, that you couldn't watch it. But it wasn't also so light that it it didn't matter. I guess you can kind of take it or leave it. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, I loved it too, to what Jared said. Like, I'm definitely going to add it. To, uh, the only time of the year I will watch it is around Christmas but uh, and one time. But uh, no, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I'll add it to the list with like Die Hard and Home Alone and a uh, few others. But when it comes to the Christmas stuff, it was what it needed to be. Gun came in. He had fun with it. And the overall message behind it was great. I love the ending when, you know, they find out their brother and sister and all when he's like that's all that's the best christmas gift i could have ever got so it goes back to all the like campy cheesiness of everything that we grew up with and before we were even born uh when it comes to christmas specials so a lot of fun if i had any nitpicks it was just that like suddenly mantis is like actually lethal in the mcu jumping around on walls climbing fighting and then like drax didn't even have to throw her over that wall she's Five minutes later, she's hopping around like a grasshopper, <laughs> not a praying mantis. No, I loved it. I thought it was good times. Two of my favorite, I guess, MCU stuff to come out recently were the holiday specials, Werewolf by Night, and now this. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting too, Darren, to see the mantis like pouncing around almost like exorcist style. I thought that was kind of, it was creepy, but it was also, it served the purpose of the uh, story. You know, it was very humorous. So, yeah, I guess that's why. It just why came out of nowhere. It was so unexpected, man. I think that's what sold it. Like, <laughs> made it work. Did you guys like Kevin Bacon? I mean, did you think that that plot was, because honestly, I'll say this. I think that the Kevin Bacon plot is really what tied everything together. It was such an ingenious yet simple concept. And it just worked. 
And, and that's really all you need for a Christmas special. You don't need to think too deep and make it too complex. I think that it was the perfect story. I mean, I like Kevin Bacon just fine. Great actor. Probably the only good thing about the movie Wild Things was him in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, he was fine in it. I think it could have been almost any actor, uh, you know, from the 80s. I don't think it necessarily, it could have been, you know, Hasselhoff. John Cusack or something like that. We already had Hasselhoff and Garton Volume 2. So I'm okay with it not being him, but yeah, there were, there was a lot of guys from that era. It could have been. Didn't they have a reference in Volume One to the movie where he he gets all the Mormon kids to dance or whatever? Yeah. That was um, the whole angle. Like uh, he loved Footloose. Like he loved Kevin Bacon because I mean he does. And that's how he saves the universe. Movie. It does make sense why they did that, but yeah, I, I think other than that, it really kind of could have been almost anyone. Yeah, how they referred to it in the first Guardians film, he uh, saved the whole city of people with sticks up their butts that didn't want to dance. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Who put the sticks up their butt? Wow. A great hero named Kevin Bacon he teaches an entire city full of people with sticks up their butts that dancing, well, it's the greatest thing there is. Who put the sticks up their butts? That was the best line of that movie. I love that. Yeah. He asked Spider-Man, like, is Footloose still the best movie? Didn't he? Didn't he say that? To and Spider-Man's like, that was never the best movie. <laughs> it never was. Never was we got yeah. a little bit of Cosmo, too. What did you guys think about the Cosmo cameo? I love Cosmo. I've always loved that that character, even in the comics. So that was that was great. In the comics, him, I, I guess now it's a girl, which is, I mean, who, who, who cares, whatever. She and, and Rocket, I think, should have been a little bit more contentious. And, and been a bit argumentative. That was always the way their relationship was in the comics, is that they kind of hated each other. I would have liked to seen that played up a little bit more, but no, it's good. That was interesting along with that is that I was under the assumption that nowhere got destroyed when Thanos was there and he took out the collector and destroyed all his stuff. So to have them kind of bring that back, it's almost like they're rebuilding the nowhere and the and like they've got shipping and they're they're running stuff and Cosmo seems to have a large part in that was, I, I think that was probably the most forward moving and continuity part of moving the, making the show count. Yeah. We got several things here just to briefly touch back on what Hydro man was talking about in the first guardians of the galaxy film. There was that little small bit where rocket walked up to Cosmo's cage and he was like growling at her or him or, you know, whatever the, the uh, gender of the dog is. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that, you know, because that kind of harkened me back to that first little brief moment in the first Guardians film. But Jared also mentioned that this had a purpose or it did further things a bit in the MCU. And another thing that seemed like kind of a small little mention in the post credit scene, but how in the world did Nebula get Bucky's arm? And was that really Bucky's arm? So my theory is that like there are two Infinity Gauntlets, there are also two Bucky arms. I think that Kevin Feige came out and said that was, or maybe it was the director was, of the show. It was James Gunn. Yeah, it was Gunn that came out and said that he de he definitely got it. I forget how he said he got it. I read that today, but I can't recall it right offhand. Like, well, it had the red star on it, right? So that was his original arm. Because didn't T'Challa, when they made him a new arm, it didn't have a red star on it. Yeah, yeah but that, it had the gold on it, so that would have been the Wakanda, Wakanda arm. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't. Okay. I thought that was interesting, and I mean, it was, it was funny. Yeah, what Bucky's got lots of arms. Like, he's probably got a whole closet full of different arms. Like, he was probably wearing his Christmas arm. Nebula got in there, grabbed the regular old arm. 
he won't even know it's gone. He's going to have his 4th of July yeah. arm on. He just had his Thanksgiving arm. He's probably good to go. Gunn's one of the few that could get away with saying uh, to Kevin Feige, uh, Feige, hey, I want to have the greatest Easter egg ever. Is it okay if I steal Bucky's arm? He's like, sure, make it work. Yeah. Now we have it in the Christmas special. And then he peaced out and he's like, I'm going to go run DC films. Yeah, later. Good luck. Figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Jared's favorite. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> no, I do think that it's exciting that he's aboard on DC and maybe he can turn things around. I mean, I don't think there's any argument for any of you guys that DC's kind of been through a little bit of a rough patch. Some of their, a lot of their movies are hit and miss. People either love them or hate them. And I think that they could do so much better. I know that Jared loves Batman and Superman so much, and maybe, just maybe, they can finally get, well, I'm not going to say finally get Superman right, but, you know, a lot of these characters, like the Flash and, you know, Cyborg, Green Lantern, there's a lot of characters that are, that are there to play with. So. so I actually can't stand The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, in most movies or in anything he voices these days, even though he's pretty good at them. It drives me nuts. I still can't stand them. But I saw Black Adam, and I was I just randomly watched it the other night. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't anything special. Like, But I was like, this isn't a bad flick. Like, they handled yeah. everything. It was a simple, concise story. They showed superheroes. It, it was, it, and Pierce Brosnan's great in it. I was surprised. We're, 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 we're talking about a Marvel Christmas special. What's going on here? <laughs> we, we get off topic occasionally. Yeah, that's fine. No, but uh, seriously, I was uh, a little shocked by Black Adam, how much I enjoyed it, even with the rock in it. Yeah, I thought it was a dumb, fun movie. It was yeah. It was. It was what it was. You know, it was, it's better than Captain Marvel. Anyway, Lee so. <laughs> True. <laughs> I was thinking about trying to rate this against the Marvel films, the DC films. And honestly, for me personally, I don't know how you guys would rate this, but it's I hate the saying apples to oranges, but it really is like that because I can't compare this to you know the MCU films. I think this as a Christmas special is an eight. But if I were comparing it to the MCU films, like which I really like I said, I, I hate to do that, but if I was, it would be a lot lower on the list because, you know, when you're looking at sevens, you still have movies like Black Panther and Iron Man 3 and movies that I really, really like, honestly. And even the, the first Punisher film or technically the second Punisher film with Thomas Jane. But I digress. If we're rating this just on the merits of being a Christmas special, I give it an eight. What do you guys think? In terms of this, I ranked it 10th for me out of all the MCU entries. So oh, wow. all the shows, wow. everything like that. Wow. Now, I really, really like the Guardians of the Galaxy. And for me, this this show built on top of an, an emotional connection I already had to these characters, especially with the Star-Lord and Mantis storyline. It was really good because of that, because I already cared. It, it does what comics do, right? It, you you have an emotional tie built into characters, and so you can do something simple, and it has a really big emotional impact to the audience. And so for me, I think that's that's really why it works, because it is like a comic book in that way. A scale of zero so, to ten, what do you give it? Eight. Wow. So yeah. I guess for me, kind of like uh, you know, you were saying apples to oranges. I wouldn't compare it to the movies. I think I'd compare it to the TV shows. In you know, it's only 45 minutes. Uh, I think there's definitely a big difference between something like WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki, and Infinity War, Endgame, and Winter Soldier. They just, uh, it's just totally apples and oranges to me. So I'll compare it with the shows. I would say it's probably middle ground for me. 
It's no WandaVision. It's not, I mean, I loved Hawkeye. I know a lot of people didn't, but Hawkeye and WandaVision were like even at the top for me. It blows She-Hulk out of the water. It blows <laughs> Marvel and Moon Knight out of the water. So it's it's probably like a Captain America, Falcon, Winter Soldier. It's in that. It's middle ground for me. The other thing, too, is that being only kind of like um, Werewolf by Night. I loved Werewolf by Night. Like, wow, that was really good. By only having 45 minutes, you don't have as much yeah. time to really kind of blow it. Whereas She-Hulk, they're like... We'll give you nine chances. How many times can you destroy this? You know, Guardians had, here it is. And it was fun and it was funny and it was a good time. And and I'm hoping that Marvel sees the reaction to this and Werewolf by Night. And they say, let's do some more specials. We don't need to always have six to nine, nine episodes and stretch this stuff out. Yeah. Those are kind of like the way to go. You didn't enjoy Daredevil and uh, She-Hulk, Jared? I didn't say that. I did enjoy Daredevil as a whole. I did not enjoy She-Hulk at all. What you got uh, Christmas at, Darren? Based on uh, which uh, you said Christmas uh, merits, or are we comparing it to the other MCU uh, shows? However you want to do it. I'm I mean, gonna just do both. I'm going to do both on Christmas merits. I'll give it around a seven point five, just because. <laughs> I, yeah, I like Christmas movies. I like the nostalgia. I thought this had a good message. It was fun. I mean, and then, okay, now here's my score as a uh, MCU compared to the other movies uh, and shows and whatnot. It's probably going to be around a six. I liked it. I like. Look, I loved it. I'm just saying, but if I have to compare, like, quality-wise, it just, like, it's campy and a little bit of hokey because it's a Christmas special. I mean, I got to tone yeah. it down a little bit. But that's what it was meant to be, and that's why I liked it, and I'm okay with it. And they still <laughs> tie in, so many of us mentioned, still with some of the continuity of the whole universe, which is cool. It's an MCU one-off, uh, like we're saying. Like, let's we want to see more of these specials, some of these just one-offs, and just have where they can be free and actually go a little wild. And the uh, studio won't care because it's like, well, it's a one-off. Let them do what they want on this one, and look what happens. They're fun, engaging, like Werewolf by Night and this one. So that's the way I feel. Farewell said, Darren. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Comic Book Cinema. Don't forget to check out. Jared and Darren and occasionally Hydro Man on the m6p.com and their YouTube channel. You can find them there at the m6p. I'm uh, starting a new uh, show on YouTube with my cousin. It's called Hydro Man Ran. Oh, wow. And uh, every week, not every week, we are going to do it that often, but we discuss uh, a movie and we discussed a video game. And every week we go back and forth, each of us choosing one that we want to subject the other one to. Um, oh wow! Watch, yeah. or we make them want to play, and then we we talk about it. Yeah, so that's that's going. So the first episode should be up pretty soon. So where we discuss Scarface and the game, and uh, we don't know how to do an introduction or an outro. So have fun watching that and mocking us. Oh, uh, you need one. We'll take care of it. Either you know, or myself, we can handle that, right? <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite parts about having a a YouTube show is subjecting people like Darren and Jared to movies like Nick Fury, agent of shield. Oh, it's just wow. something that brings so much joy to my heart. <laughs> That's still, oh, man, I, I still might watch that one over a few, not all, but a few of the current ones. No, <laughs> it still burns. So guys, don't forget to check us out as well. You're already here at our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, like the video, let us know what you think in the comments, check us out on Facebook, 
You can also find us at Real Comic Book Cinema on TikTok and Instagram. We are also now on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts. We just dropped our first episode, which actually was our eighth episode of all time, which did actually feature Mr. Jared Mayo. But check us out there. We're going to start pushing that content out really hard and heavy on the Spotify, iTunes podcast side of things. And not to keep it too long, but we're also now on Patreon. You can look us up, patreon.com slash comic book cinema. Folks, thanks for joining me. And until next time, have a great day.